You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, Monday edition. Preseason is now over. Preseason finales happened. Some of the big takeaways, some injuries, some trades, the ton happening as we head toward the 2021 season. I do want to remind everybody that starting today, the Locked On NFL Preview Podcast is happening all week long, previewing every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. It will last through September 8th, so it's on its own channel. Go check it out on Odyssey or whatever app you get your podcast, the Locked On NFL Preview show a very special event happening this week to get you prepared for this 2021 nfl season at bd peacock on twitter at williamson nfl is where you can find matt and i get some questions in for twitter tuesday i'm sure you will have questions i have questions matt about what's going on and uh, especially for do you remember i think it was about two weeks ago i asked you what you thought about my my keeper league? What should I keep? J.K. Dobbins, oh, yeah. who I drafted in the eighth round last year, and you keep him three rounds ahead, so I got him in the fifth round as my keeper, and you get one keeper. Or should I go Ayuk, who I drafted in the twelfth, and I could keep him in the ninth round? And you told me to keep J.K. Dobbins. Gosh dang it! <laughs> and, no, that was that was where I was going to go. J.K. Dobbins in the fifth was fantastic until that very draft ended about. Four minutes before a Schefter tweet that said J.K. Dobbins carted off the field, and that has been confirmed. That is an ACL for J.K. Dobbins, who will be lost for the season now for the Baltimore Ravens. Big deal. It really was. And Ravens and Colts stand out to me as teams with some bad mojo right now. You know, just things aren't exactly going their way as we enter the regular season because. Uh, let's talk about Dobbins specifically here quite a bit, but I think losing Rashad Bateman earlier was massive too. I mean, first round pick, I thought he was a steal that late in the first round. Chain mover type that's perfect for their ball control offense. You know, good compliment to Marquise Brown. So I don't know if we stressed that Bateman loss enough. And I just want to bring that back up while it was fresh on my mind with this terrible news. Dobbins coincidentally got hurt catching the ball so uh, maybe the, i mean uh, this is really looking into things but they've been talking about getting the running backs more catches namely dobbins and i thought that was gonna be something that they featured more this mm. offseason yeah now i think that's a little out the door i mean gus edwards we'll talk about him but i really like dobbins i mean he was my favorite back in that rookie class i'm mean, including jonathan taylor and ceh and all those guys is a really good group and I thought he was a real, real breakout candidate that they were counting on in a big way. So now they have two playmakers out of the equation that I think they were putting a lot of stock in. Yeah, those are really important young playmakers. Bateman, it looks like they will get back at some point this season. Mm-hmm. Dobbins will not come back this season. It did happen before the season started. So you hope that Dobbins can come back and be near 100% by, the, by week one in 2022. But it's a huge loss. And it's a huge loss for a lot of fantasy football players. The second second rounder from that draft, Cam Akers, already gone for this year. There was um, a first rounder from this year and Travis Etienne done for the year already as well. So uh, the running back injuries are ramping up quickly. They're ramping up early. When it comes to the Ravens, I don't know... I don't know where to put like I think Gus Edwards is pretty easy because he's a really good player anyway. I think he had value he as a backup because of how much they run the ball there and pr- a really underrated player around the league. 
But with their wide receivers, like, I, I don't know how much to bump up the stock of the rest of the guys now with players like Bateman and especially with Dobbins out. Where do you rank those guys? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, and really, we could start even with Lamar. I mean, when you're comparing him to Dak and Josh Allen and Kyler Murray, does this hurt his stock? You know, because I don't know if the passing game will take the step forward that some of us hoped, including throwing to the running backs. I definitely think it helps Andrews. I mean, I would think he's the featured guy right off the bat. And a sneaky one that everyone kind of chuckles about, but I bet they're pretty happy Sammy Watkins is there for right now. I mean, he's a professional, talented receiver for as long as he stays healthy and might, you know, be a highly targeted player early in the year. So he's kind of a sneaky one. I wish we'd have seen a little of Marquise Brown because I tend to like him for fantasy more than most pundits do because I think they're still pretty high on Brown, but just realize he's not a Bateman chain mover, heavy volume player. He just is what he is. But we should have a long conversation about, you know, where do we put um, Gus Edwards in the pecking order for running backs? I mean, that might be a whole segment in its own. And like you said before, we haven't even had a snap of the regular season, and we lost ATN, Akers, and Dobbins, all of who would have been like top four-round picks, both all of them in their first or second year. That's, that's rough, man. The, the fantasy running back landscape is very thin again. And three of my favorite targets for fantasy Me too. this Me year. Me too. <laughs> so no J.K. Dobbins breakout, no Akers breakout. ATN was kind of already buried. Uh, it, that, that was a weird situation anyway. It's, it's, and I, we should probably have a conversation another day about what's going on with Jacksonville. And there was some leaked information about uh, maybe some players aren't super excited about the way that Urban Meyer goes about things and runs his practices and runs his teams but that's a story for another day because we've got too much to get to well um, they made a trade this you know since we got together too, yeah we and, and they made a so trade though so they've yeah. been active and by the way let, let's start let's, let's get into the jacksonville jaguars because we got plenty of time to talk about the baltimore ravens but i will say yeah. with jk dobbins real quick like he's definitely ahead of to me ahead of the rams running backs like i would take gus edwards right now in a fantasy draft today over sony michelle over daryl henderson easily yes Here's the tougher question versus James Robinson. Uh, very, very similar. Uh, I'll go very Robinson similar. because I think there's no competition for him in that backfield, and he's a three-down guy. I think he's a better receiver. Yeah, you know. So yeah, and I, I, I'm not predicting it, but Todd Gurley or Adrian Peterson or somebody like that could end up in Baltimore any minute now too. That That's would true. Blow right. me away. Right. Uh, um, do you want to do? Should I give you a couple other running backs that? Judge yeah, let's, yeah let's continue into this, and then we'll jump into the Jacksonville Jaguars and the gardner Minshew trade uh, in the next segment. Okay. Damian Harris or Gus Edwards is a tough one for me. I'm really warming up to Damian Harris, and this might be a whole other topic, but Mac Jones looks really good, which means <laughs> better news for Damian Harris, in my opinion. Uh, yes. I, I really like the stable of running backs in New England, though. I like Stevenson. I like yeah, what I've seen from J.J. Taylor. I mean, that dude finds space. So I think there's more, more carries for Edwards in Baltimore, which yeah. makes me think Edwards over Harris. I have it that way at the moment. Of the ones I mentioned, I think we've agreed. I have Robinson, Edwards, Harris. Yeah, How and they would David probably Montgomery? be... See, I think he looks really good and has become a much better player since he entered the league. And usually, 
O-lines don't change my fantasy viewpoint all that much. Like, Dalvin Cook had a bad offensive line. Um, but I think the Bears' offensive line is frightening. I think that when Justin Fields gets in there, he's not going to throw to his running backs very much. He's not That's a check-down type of a quarterback. So for that reason, again, I think the carry load might go to Gus Edwards there over. Probably. Montgomery. Um, they seem to like Damian one. Williams. No good reports on Tariq Cohen, though. Yeah, and Tariq Cohen is a receiver that has RB next to his name, essentially. That's what right, he's right. been. Right. I don't know that he'll see the field soon, though. It sounds like he's been pretty banged up. I like Khalil Herbert, too. I think there's, I know, if there's any injuries, I would be all over him. Um, yeah, it's a good one. But yeah, so uh, I think of the of the names you've mentioned there, I would rank them Robinson, Edwards, Harris, Montgomery. Wow, okay. Or maybe Montgomery yeah, ahead of... Ah, it's close. Those three are really tight. They're all sort of similar. But Robinson easily over those guys. Okay. Is Chris Carson above that group? Yes. Is yeah. Mike Davis below that group? Oh, Mike Davis. I don't... <laughs> They're all high-volume guys. Yeah, Mike Davis sudden, is, is you know? similar to Gus. I like Gus better than Mike Davis. So Davis is for sure going to be behind Gus for me. But Davis is a, a capable pass catcher, and he's got no competition. Like, that backfield has no names that I'm worried about taking carries from Mike Davis. Right, right. And I don't know if that offense will be terrible. I mean, He's a good pass protector, too. He's a good pass protector, good receiver. Yeah, I uh, right now I had those all ranked Robinson, Montgomery, Edwards, Davis, Harris, but they're all within like four or five spots of each other. I might be too high on Montgomery though cuz I keep talking I keep bumping him up but I don't know why. I just like the player more and more, but I don't love his situation and your, I like the player. Your yeah. Fields comment is good. I mean, I don't think Fields will throw to him. They might design things though to make Fields throw to him, you know, more screens and things like that. Um so that's possible, but that's just a it's a weird zone. I'm usually drafting wide receivers at that point in my fantasy draft, yeah, so I, think, I don't have a lot of stock in those yeah. guys. That's I think that's the answer because I still got like DeAndre Swift and Miles Sanders in that neighborhood. I have questions about those guys though. I think we're giving too much information to the rest of the Peacock and Williamson Fantasy Football League, which drafts oh, tomorrow. Yeah. By the way, Matt. Just erase all that we just talked about. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> they know what we're doing. We don't know what they're doing. That's what's going to make this league a lot of fun. So shout out to everybody. There was a ton of people that wanted to get into the football, the fantasy football league. Apologies to those who couldn't get in. I just gave it to the first 10 people. There's a couple that couldn't make it. So it was essentially uh, the first folks that asked about it on Twitter, and it was right after we posted it. So you guys were on top of it. Appreciate it. It was really cool to see how many people wanted in and how quickly you guys were listening to these episodes and listening all the way through, by the way. So thank you so much, and uh, big ups to those that got in in time and are in the Peacock and Williamson Fantasy Football League. We'll draft that tomorrow, and we'll probably talk about that and reference it a little bit throughout the year. Uh, but let's talk trades, Matt. We've got some NFL trades maybe continuing to come when it involves quarterbacks next. North One is better banking for small business owners. Serving small business owners is all they do. North One allows you to manage your money from anywhere, whether you're at home or on the go. Everything you need to manage your business finances is at your fingertips. Never step foot in a bank branch again. In addition to the features you'd expect, like mobile check deposit, cash withdrawals, the ability to send and receive ACH and wire payments, North One is an FDIC insured account 
that can save you both time and money. North One integrates with accounting software you already use, saving you hours of manual bookkeeping. And with North One's envelope feature, you can automatically budget and save for things like rent, payroll, taxes, and more. With North One, you'll never pay overdraft or NSF fees again, saving you hundreds of dollars per month. To get started, visit apply.northone.com slash locked. That's apply.northone.com slash locked. Apply.northone.com slash locked. North One, business banking made for America. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning back to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start this 2021 season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. From football to basketball, boxing, and your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Gardner Minshew on the move from Jacksonville to the Philadelphia Eagles? What do you think about this trade? They're, they they didn't have to give up much. It was, what, a sixth-round pick, right? Yeah. And I... I, I, I Go ahead. I think there was some condition here, too. It was, okay, yeah, so the condition was it was a sixth-round pick that could become a fifth-round pick if Minshew plays in 50% of the plays in three games this season. So essentially, if he starts a handful of games, it's going to be a fifth instead of a sixth. But I still think that's a pretty good deal for what Gardner Minshew is and, and what he has left on his contract to be a solid backup and, who knows, maybe even start some games for the Eagles if they need him. Yeah, this is... I'm really going to look into this trade from every angle because, first of all, the baseline here for my analysis is I think Minshew is good. He's still young. He's ridiculously cheap. You know, he was the late, late round pick on a first year deal. I think he's one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the league. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, teams should look at him as Ben Roethlisberger's successor or, you know, the answer in New Orleans or things like that because then you're probably in quarterback purgatory for as long as he's your starter. So I get that. And I often equate Minshew, I think he's have a Ryan Fitzpatrick career. But, that, but that's valuable. I mean, it's a long, productive career, probably with a lot of teams. So from Jacksonville's perspective, you trade this guy after going months of giving him similar reps, not as many, as Lawrence, and you wouldn't anoint the superstar prospect, the starter, until like two days ago. So, in hindsight, and maybe in regular time at the time, you wasted a lot of time that you could have given to Lawrence. Does that sound logical? On a guy that you just traded for a six-round pick? Yes, and if he was only worth a six-round pick, even throughout the league, then 
I don't know. There, yeah, I, I have big questions about that. There's reps that Trevor Lawrence could have gotten as a rookie, and by the way, looked awesome in preseason action in week number three. Yeah. His best preseason game by far. Looked really ready to go in I'm, that one. I'm thinking practice reps, though. But yeah, Valuable practice reps. And could you have gotten more for Minshew in the offseason before now? Like, why trade Minshew now? He's got a rapport with the team. Was Minshew not helpful to Trevor Lawrence? Uh, I feel like, you know, a sixth-round pick is nothing. And were more teams not involved and not willing to give up a sixth-round pick that was conditionally possibly a fifth-round pick for Gardner Minshew with what he's been able to show that he can at least hang in the NFL and how cheap he is with some of the money that teams are spending on backup quarterbacks so there's multiple questions i have with this trade and i think it's good on philly for being able to pull this one off for for very cheap right i mean i want to stick with jacksonville just for a second because unless Minshew is addition by subtraction he's not helping your quarterback room he's impeding lawrence's project progress then get him out for a bag of footballs whatever i mean i mean lawrence is the whole thing everything has to revolve around him and if there's something in his way or is slowing him down get rid of him fine but I always bring back the Steelers. They just gave away Joe Schobert, too. Like, it bothers me. You know, this really reminds me, like, of the Browns. A new organization comes in. A new regime comes in. They get rid of a lot of quality players for nothing. Set the tone. These are our guys. But sixth and seventh round picks for starting football players isn't really that good a business. You know what I mean? Like, and... Schobert's considered a super high character leader type. Minshew's has some clout. I'm sure he started games like the return is just so low. Now to Philly, we 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 kind of talked about this off the air. So as soon as I read this, a, a flag blew up in my head. Going, Watson to the Eagles is off, you know, or or you know they've been waiting on Watson. That's not going to work out for whatever reason. I think you have some input on that. Let's get Minshew, who. I hate to say this, Jalen Hurts fans, but I think Minshew's going to start at least as many games as Hurts when it's all said and done. Ooh, okay. So that's going to be a fifth-round pick going to Jacksonville is what you're trying to say. I think Hurts lasts about a month or two and then it doesn't complete enough passes and they look to Minshew and say he's ready and I think the offense improves. It's- I mean, I think the offense could be decent with a you know, a, a distributor. So essentially and- it's, it's the... the- the season kind of just doesn't go like the Eagles want it. They realize, okay, Hurts, we gave him a shot. He, he's not going to be the guy. Let's see what Minshew has at the end of the year, see if he's a long-term backup. He's our stopgap maybe or something like that. Maybe they trade Hurts in the offseason, but they're still going out to get a quarterback next offseason in the draft with extra picks, right? Is that what you're trying I, to say? That's my you know long prediction. Okay. I mean, I'm not betting the mortgage on it, but that's, I could see that easily. I could absolutely see that happening. That's not a terrible prediction at all. Uh, from the Jacksonville side of this thing, really quick, though, could there be more trades coming, too? Like some even bigger names for sure higher draft like picks or some, some bigger name swaps happening? There's names like like DJ Chark I've heard they're not super thrilled about. Um, yeah. Cam Robinson Henderson. Make sense. Yeah, so Henderson. I wonder right. if we could see one of these big names move before, even in the next 24 hours, before cutdown day Tuesday. It seems like a trend, you know, starting with Schobert, then to Minshew, um, you know, really getting picks for the future. But again, fifth and sixth aren't going to really move the needle for me. Um, I really wanted to throw this out there, though, too. Like, I could easily come up with five teams 
that should have given Jacksonville more than a six-round pick for Minshew. I mean, like the Giants. It doesn't mean he's better than Daniel Jones. The Jets. I mean, I'm, I, there's many that I could come up with that I would gladly give you a six-round pick or a fifth-round pick for a potential starting quarterback, even if he's not, quote, the answer, he's a stopgap guy, that doesn't cost any money. Even for like, just I'm the sure backup. We'll bring up Nick Foles. Like, he's worth so much more than Nick Foles to me. Right, yeah. How much are you paying Nick Foles to be a backup quarter or third-string quarterback? How much are you paying right, right. Chase Daniel to be a backup quarterback? <laughs> right, You're willing to give right. him a six-round pick, even if he doesn't play a even single snap for you. Five million on the cap. To have know, that safety the net. The, the Jets right. have nobody behind Zach Wilson. A veteran Stick that's been through the league Ryan a little Fitzpatrick. bit. I mean, I could right. come up with a million te- or so many teams that at that price for that player, Cincinnati, you know, I mean, teams that don't even need a quarterback, Tennessee, you know, sure, I'll take them. I mean, at Indy, of course, we'll talk about Indy, but I mean, I know they're in the division, so those teams probably don't count. But just throw them in the mix with, put them behind Matthew Stafford. You know, it just for a sixth or fifth round pick or whatever, Give me the super cheap quarterback, and I'll give you a fourth for him. You know, I just I can't believe he's not worth more than that. The Giants. It's it's an odd one. It is definitely an odd one, and there might be some more stuff happening. Here's the latest from the Houston Texans and quarterback Deshaun Watson. He's going to be a healthy scratch if he goes into the season as a Texan. Watson reportedly, though, would not waive his tr- no trade clause to the Eagles. So maybe that's why, in the end, finally the Eagles said, well, we're going to go get a quarterback, and instead of trading three first-round picks for Watson, we're going to trade a sixth for Minshew. I don't know. That's not really a great correlation if, if it goes from Watson to Minshew. But anyway, it sounds like the Eagles, were, next year yeah, the Eagles were at least in Sean. talks. So we know that. And Watson reportedly would not waive his no-trade clause to go to Philadelphia. And now this from Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports. He says, sources tell Yahoo Sports the Dolphins have emerged as the frontrunner in trade discussions with the Texans for quarterback Deshaun Watson. The Texans are seeking three first-round picks and two second-round picks in negotiations, according to a team that dropped out of trade talks. Sources said the Panthers, Broncos, and Eagles were also in some element of trade consideration, but Watson's contractual right to approve the trade destination, which was signed off on by Houston ownership in his last extension, has weighed heavily in trade opportunities. Sources said teams have angled for pick protections in any trade to mitigate a potential NFL suspension or criminal prosecution tied to ongoing investigations by the FBI, Harris County Prosecutor, and Houston Police Department into sexual assault allegations from multiple women. So that's where we're at right now. Three firsts and two seconds for sure is not happening. It might have happened before the allegations. Oh, yeah, January, right. (laughs) Yeah, then I can buy it. Half of that now, I'm thinking. You know, I mean... Look, if there's trade protections, you could say, okay, look, we'll do three first-round picks if... Because that's the, the, you know, the talent that he has. He's a a three-first-round pick quarterback. Sure. Uh, You know, at his age, with what he's done in the NFL so far, that's... It's not crazy that they're asking that, but with everything else looming, you've got to do pick protections and maybe that's what's going to end up doing this whole thing is like okay one pick drops off if he misses this many games two picks drop off if he misses this many games and then maybe if he just never plays then all the picks go back and then Watson goes back to the I like it gets really convoluted and difficult because I, I just don't see how a trade could happen with this hanging over his head still no I mean I'm sure there's some legal things and some CBA things that I don't understand 
that would make it a little more feasible and things like you mentioned, you know, a lot of contingencies and stuff like that. Fine. But if you trade for the guy, he's not starting week one, probably. I mean, he's probably getting suspended. I mean, best case scenario, just talking football. And I want to bring up the Dolphins. Like, all reports lately have been very strong on Tua. Tua. And from what I've seen in the preseason, he's been impressive. Now, Watson's better. (laughs) You know, I mean, uh, the Dolphins with Watson, I think, are, you know, right there with the Browns and the Bills behind Kansas City. With Tua, we'll see. So, I can understand that. If you're going to find a superstar quarterback, sorry, Tua, life's tough. We'll move on from you. But no way am I moving, you know, I don't know, they just have a lot invested in Tua lately. You know, the I don't know that they're the team that should be knocking on the door here about Watson. I have mixed feelings. Because, again, if you can add a superstar quarterback, great. And maybe it would be two, a one, and a two. You know, okay. You know, that makes you a better football team. If all the legal stuff's out of the way. But I, I would, boy, would I feel bad for Tua. I mean, you talk about going to a garbage situation and you did nothing yeah wrong. that's that's that would be rough for Tua. and here's the other thing is the dolphins have to know that they have a huge advantage here if watson's saying he's not going to go to the other teams that might have been interested anyway and there's not very many teams that are going to throw down what it would take to trade for watson period so you might have some massive massive negotiating power if you're the dolphins and the opportunity to get uh you know a superstar quarterback which is what that would be all about but man uh that is tough to pull off that kind of trade right now yeah, I mean, it's the end of August, and, you know, the preseason's done, and, you know, you got games coming up around the corner. Just seems like an off-season deal or maybe even a trade deadline deal to a bad team that's mm-hmm. not in it or something like that and just let them be in the facility for a while. Um, this team hasn't come up for a while because they've settled on their starter, but Denver's another one. I mean, I, I don't think he would waive his trade clause to go to Denver. Could Drew Locke be on the move? I would want Locke if I were the Texans. Throw him in the mix at least. I mean, I wouldn't lock in two first or something mm-hmm. like that. Interesting. Yeah, there there could be a ton of movement. This could be a, a fun yeah. couple of days before cutdowns happen. Teams going from 80 to 53 on Tuesday. Of course, we'll have all of that covered for you. Matt, let's get to some notes from the preseason finales, week three of exhibition season here next. All right, football fans, tell me if this sounds familiar. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for some other good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And that would be the best part, except there's also no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Got a new diet trying to get back into shape and something that always fits into any diet I'm trying to do can give me energy throughout the day, can be a little snack, can be a meal replacement if I need it to be high in protein, low in sugar. That's the key. It's what you're looking for in a healthy snack and you can find them at builtbar.com. 
high protein, low sugar, low calorie snack you can feel good about and taste fantastic. No skimping on flavor when it comes to Built Bars. They're the best tasting protein bar on the market, but they are healthy too, which is exactly what I have a feeling you're looking for. And if you're not sure exactly which flavor to try or you haven't tried them all and you just want more flavors, build yourself a box of Built Bars or maybe find one of their limited edition flavors that can pop up at any time. Many bars have only 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs, even good for a keto diet. And best of all, you can save 15% using promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Just go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's go to some teams that played Friday, Matt. And I, there's so much happening off the field, and there was, you know, maybe some things to look into with some of these games. And we'll continue talking about some of the things that happened this weekend. But uh, just off the field, there's the the biggest news from these games were injuries, and we've got more injuries happen from Friday's games with Irv Smith and the Vikings. And then you mentioned at the top everything going on with the Colts. Seems like continually bad news coming out of Indy. Yeah, Indy lost Sam Tevy, who was going to be their fill-in left tackle until Fisher's ready. Fisher's still very injured, and oh, by the way, he has COVID. And um, is Nelson going to be ready for week one? Just, you know, O-line notes there. T.Y. Hilton is now highly questionable for the beginning of the season. We've already talked about Wentz. Um, Ellinger went down, so it could be Eason. And we've talked about this a few times. I mean, the first five games for the Colts are just awful. I mean, they get a lot better after that. I mean, the second half for the Colts could be much more fruitful than the first. But I can't see the beginning of the season going well for Indy, all these things considered. But we do have two weeks. I mean, uh, this this long stretch between preseason and regular season is very interesting to me because it's kind of unprecedented. You know, will there be more trades like we mentioned thinking hey i got two weeks to get them ready instead of one you know i mean and some of these guys can get a little healthier and we'll get some more good news from this point on guys getting healthier oh he's back on the field he's ready for week one those type of things has there been reports on if wentz is for sure because he's on the practice field is he gonna actually be ready for week one or jacob i don't think that's sure officially named the backup i wonder if we might see him still in week one yeah i think that's still a possibility um i think that's another one of many issues floating around the league over these next two weeks that once they start practicing for the opponent and in our true regular season mode, you know, the beat writers be like, oh, Wentz is practicing in full. You know, those type of things I think we'll be getting in the next couple of days. So, and this brought up another question. If the Jacksonville Jaguars were willing to trade Minshew for a sixth, why wouldn't they? Why, why isn't he currently a Colt? Why didn't that trade happen a month ago? The Same moment division. Wentz. Okay, okay, there you go. Because otherwise it makes too much sense. Yeah. I mean, he's a lot better than what they'd have played with. And <laughs> kind of like the Hurts conversation, if Wentz was terrible, Minshew could be maybe take over him. So, uh, yeah, weird time in Colts land. I think it gets a lot better six, eight weeks from now, but I think it's going to be a really rough start, and they're in a weird spot yet again. They have been every step of the way. The Colts played the Lions 27-17, Colts, have you seen anything from the Lions? They're projected to be among the worst, among the two worst teams in the NFL this year. Have you seen any reasons for optimism watching any of these Lions preseason games? 
Not really. Um, I saw a ton of them against the Steelers, obviously, and they were really, really bad. And it blew me away that this coaching staff didn't think they needed to start their top guys. You know, I mean, they've, they've rested their best guys more than I would. Why would for where this team is overall? Uh, Penny Sewell looks like he hasn't played in the year and is a left tackle trying to play the right side. You know, I'm sure he'll get it. He's an awesome prospect. Mm. But uh, even the strengths of the team are a little questionable now. Like, we haven't seen Swift and their receivers are junk. You know, <laughs> so uh, I really think it's a two horse race with them and Houston to get the first pick overall. And uh, as bad as I said all those things about Detroit, I still think Houston's clearly the leader in the clubhouse. Irv Smith, you had something just now that came yeah. down about his injury, right? Unfortunately, I mean, he's another one of these fantasy guys that I'm really high on. Um, you know, they, they really don't have a third receiver in Minnesota. And frankly, Jefferson and Thielen, Thielen's 32, I think, they better stay healthy. I mean, the pass catchers here are an injury away from now being a total disaster, just being so thin. But here's the breaking news I got just a couple of minutes ago. It said, Mike Zimmer said Irv Smith will have surgery on his meniscus that he sustained versus Kansas City by their team doctor. Doesn't know how long he'll be out for. Was asked about two different timetables, four-ish weeks or six to eight months. And Zimmer said he hadn't heard six to eight months timetable. So that just means a, a, a beat reporter stuck a microphone in his face and said, could it be six to eight months? And he said, nah, I don't think. Or could it be four weeks-ish? <laughs> right. But I guess some of these things, they have to go in and check the surgery to see what they find and see how bad it really is. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but it's bad news. That's really bad news. It's bad news. Uh, however you yeah. slice it, it's bad news. Could be badder, I guess, is the, the way to I guess, it. yeah. <laughs> I mean, four-ish weeks is bad. Right. I don't know if I can draft them for fantasy now. You know, but if it's worse than that... It's really bad. And again, the Vikings are just light on pass catchers. Top heavy, but light after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't do a lot of three wide. I mean, maybe even the fewest in the league, but there isn't a third receiver of notes. I mean, I wonder if they're in the trade market for some sort of pass catcher. I would consider it if I were them. I think we should sort of give an overall grade of all the rookie quarterbacks on another episode upcoming very okay. soon. So we don't have any let's time to get into some of those notes. Yeah, let's do that. Um, one last note, though, which was a huge takeaway for me in the final preseason game is the Atlanta Falcons finally allowed number four overall pick tight end Kyle Pitts to see the field. And he had one reception that was very fun and very exciting. And he looks like Kevin Garnett out there. He's just so long <laughs> and lean and athletic and uh, seeing him run after the catch. And even though he almost fell down, he still took it 27 yards. It was a really fun play. And uh, they got him out of the game quickly, but he did get one catch. And it was just fun to see his athleticism play against other NFL players. And uh, wow, it's going to be fun to watch. He's 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 He looks like the real deal. I don't want to go too far from one catch, but it's just fun to see that athleticism play. The way they've handled him really implies to me that they think they have a total superstar on in hand. Yes. And just they don't need to play him at all, you know, and all the best is yet to come. And we actually got to see a quick glimpse of that. That's wonderful. So, yeah, I, I he's he's high on my list. And I think yours as well of guys to watch this year. 
I know we're coming up against it, and we'll talk rookie quarterbacks coming up. And we also have some other stuff we have to get out of the way, too. I mean, like you said, tomorrow night's our fantasy draft. We'll go over that heavy. I definitely want to do over-under win totals, put my name on the line with that stuff, you know, voting our bets for MVP, Coach of the Year, all those type yes. of things, division winners. So we got a lot to cram in before opening day. But one quick Niner question for you. Are Lance and Jimmy doing the Craig Morton Roger Staubach, every other series thing here. What's going no. on with that? No, this is not an every other series. This is a every other snap situation. This is mid series. Now, look, I don't think, and we'll, we'll get. I think we'll get into more of this later in the week when we talk about the rookie quarterbacks. I don't think we're going to see as frequent of switching as we did in the preseason game and practice leading up this week. I think they were just trying to practice that and get it down. But it's okay. very clear that maybe in a Taysom Hill kind of way, uh, I think maybe Taysom Hill plus kind of a way, Trey Lance, Jimmy G is the starter. Trey Lance is going to be on the field starting in week one and be utilized situationally. And I think they were just practicing doing that, getting both quarterbacks on and on the field this week. I assume it also was a little bit of gamesmanship for the week one, week two opponent that they have to prepare for. Yeah, so. maybe, although that's the Detroit Lions coming up in week one, and I would hope QB3, Nate Sudfeld, would be able to beat the the Lions for the 49ers. <laughs> true, true. So if it was gamesmanship, it was more for the Rams and Seahawks coming up. Makes sense. So you think he plays 10 snaps a game, something like he that? He plays, and I think in some games maybe he won't be needed. I think in some games he'll play a lot. I I tend to think it's goal line where they're going to utilize him the most. I think that's where he can make the biggest difference right away as far as the scoreboard. And it's also a way, and who knows, maybe this is something that works really well for the 49ers, and it's the new normal for teams developing a young quarterback. Yeah, it's not the worst idea. I mean, it's not... Staubach and Morton every, you know, four plays going out and running the same offense or whatever. I mean, I don't exactly remember how that went in 1974 or whatever it was, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it, it worked for Lamar. You know, I mean, I, I think it's a good way to acclimate the guys to speed of the game, makes you harder to prepare for without question leading up to the game for the opponent, too. So that makes some sense. I'm sure we'll see him. I'm sure we'll see Fields, too. Absolutely. And I hope we see those quarterbacks because that'll just make this season a lot more fun, I think, for covering the NFL, as we do every day here on the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Twitter Tuesday tomorrow, at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL. We just laid out a ton of stuff we're going to be going over in the next couple of weeks as we get ready for 2021 regular season action right here. Peacock and Williamson.